hopefully in a few weeks it'll be better. If my neighbors didn't have a fucking oak tree in their front yard. <laughs> that bitch. They spite planted that tree for you 20, 30 years ago just to fuck with you right now. It's the long con and it's finally paying off. It's an ugly tree too. Like it's not even like a majestic oak tree or whatever. It's a fucking ugly tree. Hey, hey. All trees. We are had beautiful. one in our yard, took it down. All of no. them are beautiful. All trees. All trees are beautiful. They're actually not. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure and Tree Critique Show. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. I'm actually in a good mood, guys. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm just like, ugh. If you hear me kind of (laughs) like, it's because... You know, there's pollen everywhere. There's the death. Uh, the the impending death of pollen. I made a mistake earlier, too. I had to run an errand, and I didn't wear my hat. Mm. That's a big thing. And I didn't wash my hair when I got back. What? If you're in... It, guys, if you struggle with allergies right now, and pollen is really bad near you, wear a hat when you go out, because pollen gets in your hair. And then it just sits with you. That's a good point. Is that yeah. why you sent me a hat? That was a very nice hat, by the way. I love this hat. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. That is not why I sent you a hat, but you can use it for that right if you on. want. Right on. No, um, yeah, wearing a hat, sunglasses, and ironically a mask, like even <laughs> outside of the, the COVID situation um, are ways that you can kind of protect yourself from pollen. Um, the eyes are the most difficult, obviously, even if you're wearing glasses, it's it's not fully protecting your eyes. But a big thing is wearing a like a I usually wear like a baseball cap and then I set it aside like to air out away from me kind of thing. It just does. And it just doesn't get in your hair. Um, but what I should have done when I got back was at least like popped in the shower to wash my hair off, if yeah. not shampoo it. But I didn't. And now I'm paying for it. So, mm. yay. It's okay. I'm only dying a little bit. Oh, okay. Nearly <laughs> a flush. As long as you don't die completely, then we're all right. Right, right. Not completely dead. Mostly dead. So I want to talk about this so we can get it out of the way. <laughs> I want to talk about this so we can get, just just move on from it and get get to our good fun time pop culture type biz and just mm. enjoy the show here. Fucking cancel culture. Cancel couture. It's in fashion to complain about things being canceled. Is this a thing people are doing again? I haven't even paid attention so to this. We, we are currently, um, the, the, uh, the, the, um, what is it? The stimulus package got approved today. Okay. Yeah, the stimmy. The, yes. the stimmy is in the works. So I'm glad about that. But during this entire debacle, during all these, you know, uh, conversations that our elected officials were having about stimulus packages and, and, and what the American people need right now and important things like uh, quarantining and that sort of thing, um, some real petty bullshit got bought up. And it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, except to, you know, act as a distraction. So um, one week. It was the Mr. Potato Head thing because Hasbro decided that uh, instead of selling two different products, Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, they're going to rebrand and they're going to just have Potato Head. And it's going to have Which, all the pieces in the bucket together. 
Right, which, by the way, is kind of bad business for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> they like, could have sold two potatoes before, but now. <laughs> well, now what they're doing, what, what's popular with the potato heads is that they have um, uh, pop culture potato heads. So they had, uh, it started out with an Iron Man potato head called Tony Starch. And that oh, caught Jesus. on. And so people kept on like asking for their characters to be made into potato head figures. And they kept going. Uh, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm not harsh at anybody's buzz on that. That's cool. Do you? But yeah, ultimately Hasbro realized, fuck, nobody's buying these just basic ass Mr. Potato Heads anymore. What are we going to do? I don't remember caring about Mr. Potato Head when I was a kid. Like I did. And I'll tell you why. Because similarly, there was a little bit of an uproar about a certain accessory being taken away from Mr. Potato Head's booty full of pieces mm-hmm. he stores his pieces in his butt in case in case folks haven't played with a yes. Miss potato head there's a there's a flap in the back oh, you people have seen toy story you know how it works okay anyway yes so there was a pipe that he used to have it was a green oh, plastic pipe yeah. a rubber pipe and where you put his teeth usually there's like a little hole and it looks like he's got his like lip hanging over the hole a little bit like if you lose the mouth it still looks kind of natural anyway you could put the pipe in there and it's supposed to look like oh yeah he's you know enjoying his time he's smoking a pipe great he's an adult man whatever he's he's (laughs) He's an adult potato man (laughs) he's a grown spud um but then they decided okay We've got enough backlash from these parent groups. We're going to go ahead and get rid of this pipe. So people started, uh, you know, being outraged over that. When did they get rid of the pipe? Was that? When did they get rid of the pipe? It was like the early 80s. It must have been like 84, okay. 85. Yeah. It was it was around the time it was appropriate for me as a young child to own a Mr. Potato Head without getting weird sideways looks, you know. So right. I had the pipe. And everybody was like, oh, you better save that as a collector's item. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, it's kind of weird that a potato was smoking a pipe anyway. Uh, There's so many weird things about this. Why do people care about Mr. Potato Head? Why do people care about Mr. Potato Head? The week after that, why do people care about Dr. Seuss's uh, corporation, uh, which have been put in charge of his publishing? Why do they care? about six books being discontinued. Why do they care about Pepe Le Pew? What were the six books, by the way? They were what, six, do you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't have the list handy. but Were they, like, obscure that most people don't even read? Yeah, they're, like, deep in the catalog. It wasn't like Cat yeah. in the Hat or even Cat in the Hat yeah. Comes Back. It was like The Cat Quizzes You was one of them. Like, I don't even remember that one, but sure, let's say it's a beloved book. It wasn't Oh, the Places You'll Go. It wasn't Green Eggs and Ham. Nothing like that. Yeah, so, yeah. All of a it sudden, it was like the cat in the Third Reich, and you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> right. Oh, Doctor Seuss is being canceled. Oh, you know, talk to Joe Biden. Ask him why he's putting these books. Why are we burning books? We are back to the tan suits. We're man. back already. What that was fast, fuck? and you know why? It was fast as fuck. You know Holy why? Shit. It's because it's because grownups are in charge again. So, of course, the kids got to be petty and try to get attention. And what's fucked up, what really gets under my skin is that it's working. Because I've seen people complain about the potato. Is it working? Because I literally just read that, like, uh, a, a large – hold on. Let me f- find the actual – I don't want to quote it before – continue. You yeah, can keep talking. I've seen people complaining about the potato. I've seen them complaining about the books. I've seen them complaining about Pepe Le Pew being removed from Space oh, Jam. Pepe Le Pew. Adults. 
what the fuck do you think kids do in their spare time? Do you think they're sitting around watching Looney Tunes anymore? Do you think they care about a rapey French skunk? Do you think anybody is riding hard for Pepe Le Pew in this day and age where they're like, oh, well, I can't watch Space Jam 2. You know, first they get rid of R. Kelly from the soundtrack. And now now they're going to get rid of the rapey skunk. Well, I'm saving my movie going money. I'm going to put it over here. I don't care. I don't care. You don't care either. What the fuck? I I, I don't get it either. Have you met anybody um, who was a fan of Pepe Le Pew? No, no, I don't even like I I literally forgot Pepe Le Pew existed until this. Pepe Le Pew exists (laughs) in Looney Tunes like group photos to hold up the back end of the group. He's back there with Foghorn Leghorn, the Chicken Hawk. Uh, I guess Sylvester's like a tier two Looney Tune. I don't know. I would argue the Chicken Hawk might be more known (laughs) like. (laughs) <laughs> like there's some other these other weird ones you're like I don't maybe right you keep looking for your link we're gonna we're gonna rank Looney Tunes on a scale of one to three what tier they belong in Bugs obviously tier one and as established Pepe Le Pew you tier bring up three. an interesting question are they wa- like like are they still watching Looney Tunes Absolutely I'm just curious not. about that I don't know no because the Looney Tunes cartoons you don't think so? I don't think so and I, I'll tell you why. They don't yeah. really air them. Like, all right, so when I was a kid, and I'm not sure if this was such a big thing when you were little, but when I was a kid, on Saturday mornings, if they couldn't fill out the time slots on the Saturday morning cartoon runs on ABC or, or CBS or whatever, they would put an hour-long block of Looney Tunes. And that was, like, the driest block. Because it's like, you want to see Transformers. You want to see Thundercats. Looney Tunes, you've seen your entire life because basically, you know, adults would sit kids down in front of the TV to babysit and just walk away. And right. It was like, this is safe. This is what I grew up on, so it must be okay. So Looney Tunes was just kind of like a last ditch effort. I I just don't. Also, I feel like whenever you hear things like this, I'm curious if you feel the same way. Okay. Do you feel like people had way better childhoods than you did? Absolutely not. Be- no, no, no. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you, like they're so fixated on you're ruining my child, <clears throat> this and that. I'm like, you had a? Did you? You guys are out here having a good childhood? <laughs> this is not like, right. Like, right. <laughs> this is not going to ruin my you cannot ruin what has already been ruined long ago like you guys are having good childhoods how look i will i will put my tiny tune adventures over any looney tunes short in existence and i will still enjoy my tiny tunes more and you know what the next generation of kids i don't know what they had of that same vein of that same nature let's let's say that the 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 Looney Tunes evolved into Tiny Tunes, and then there was like the Cartoon Network uh, originals, like Dexter's Lab and Johnny Bravo, yes. or whatever. Let's say that that yeah. was that generation's Looney Tunes. That's better than what I had, because that shit was smarter than what I had, because they trusted a little bit more. The writers were a little more savvy because they grew up with what I had and what the generation before me mm. had, so they learned these lessons. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. Even Johnny Bravo, if you compare, because you can write off Johnny Bravo and say, like, oh, yeah, he's a little rapey, too. Yes, he did say a lot of things that were out of pocket. But unlike Pepe Le Pew, after 
Johnny Bravo approached a woman every single time he got fucking punched in the jaw and laid the fuck out. He never won. That's true. That's a great point. <laughs> you know? But even now, I can see where people are like, yeah, we probably should have toned down a little bit because, yeah, it's a little much. <laughs> you know? I get it. Right. I So I wish I could find this this tweet, and I can't. And it was talking about the decrease in Fox News viewership, basically. Okay. Um, it was talking about how there has been a sizable – oh, here. Oh, I oh. just found it. Oh, oh. That's crazy that I just found it. <laughs> um, nope, that is not what I was thinking of. That's actually talking about percentage of vaccinations. That's good, though. I thought it was talking about older generations, but I just read this thing. I'm going to try to Google it real quick. Okay. But it was talking about a decrease in Fox News viewership. Um. And that, and I don't, I don't know if it's because of Trump losing, if they've gone to like OAN these or, more, uh, yeah, 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 these more radicalized networks. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna weep. No, absolutely not. Yeah, over this. Yeah. Uh. So they're like losing a lot of money. I can't find all the statistics of it. But yeah, that's why they're that's why they're pulling this bullshit. I I'm not saying it's not working. Like I don't want to rule out like that this stuff isn't working. The same type of rhetoric like you were talking about. Oh, it, it came back so quickly and it's effective. Right. I just I think that I think there's still effective things against um, Democrats and, and Biden and everything like that. But I think it's different now. I think it's more spread out. I think there's different levels of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was more uniform. I think it's a little more fractured now. You know, I made a joke on Twitter about how uh, QAnon is just a new satanic panic. Hmm. And I, I'm really starting to believe this, that these crazy... <sighs> All of these conspiracy theories that we think are getting worse might not necessarily be getting worse. They're just a new version of the same thing. So like rock music, like the Beatles and Elvis was corrupting the minds of youth and everything like that. And then it was like the government is doing mind control and stuff like that. And then you get you get to um, like like I said, like satanic panic saying that records are doing all these things. And now you you have them going like, oh, the government's controlling this and that, and Biden and Clinton are doing... Like, and it just seems like they're getting crazier. And I'm like, okay, clearly storming the Capitol was another level of crazy. Yeah. And there is violence that's very real that we can't deny. But the core insane ideas, I think... There's always been a crazy conspiracy mentality in America. We just we have the issue that has honestly been going on for years and some other nations, stuff like that, where we have radicalization now. True. That becomes more dangerous. So like the crazy Mr. Potato Head, like conspiracy people that are like, you're canceling us, you're doing this and that. Those people have been around for years. They have. They been. they were saying we're you know for being gay, 
we're attacking the family structure and everything like that. They were saying that 50 years ago. Like, this is this is the same old bullshit. They're just remixing it now. They're going, hey, it's trans kids yeah. that are attacking it. Because they, they realize they're losing that battle when it comes to gay people. Because a bunch of people all of a sudden now, statistically, most people go, who cares who you marry, who you're with, whatever. Just leave them alone. Like, most people get that way. So now what's the new thing they pivot towards? They go after trans people. Like, yeah. the fuck? Well, check they it just out. pick a new minority. Check it out. Like, this is this is ultimately where I was going, and I kind of lost the thread a little bit because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it. it's, <laughs> it's, it's easy to get lost on that thread, <clears throat> and rightly so. It still needs to be discussed. But where I was going with this is all of that bullshit that they put out there, that bullshit that even we got distracted by now. Yes, we did. No, was, no, no. no. It, it, serves, it serves the point 100%. They did that to make you think that they're for family values, that the conservatives are about the American people, they're about the working class, they're about keeping things the way that they've always been, to keep America pure and beautiful, right? All that hackneyed, one-eyed bullshit, right? So we had a vote. We had a vote for the stimulus package, and not one of those motherfuckers voted yes. Not one Republican. Which was frankly shocking, considering the legislation itself is pretty popular. Like they tried to demonize. (laughs) One guy even went on on record on Fox News to demonize it, saying, "Yes, this this legislation was written by the devil himself and forged in the pits of hell." Like. No, dude, we really just want to give people 1400 bucks. That's it. Yeah, and guys, if you hear people saying there there have been some people that are that are like saying this overall legislation is bad. That's why they're opposing it. They're not opposing the $1400. They're opposing the rest of the bill. You guys, you can go look at the rest of the bill. <laughs> there, there's literally literally breakdowns of yeah. everything involved in this bill, where all of this money is going. Like, what what is it going towards? Um, trying to get our schools reopened. Right. Trying to uh, there's there's like 1.7 billion in there for veterans alone. Like, they're trying to help the American people in the economy. Again, they're trying to stiff the veterans and make it look like it's not their fault. I Again. mean, yeah. Why do we do this every time? The, every time I hear them bring up veterans. Yeah. And I'm Support like, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I said, I said 1.7 billion. I, this is actually a graphic that I was looking at earlier and I was misremembering it. It's actually 17 billion, uh-huh. not 1.7 billion. Okay. It's 17 billion <laughs> dollars that is going toward veterans alone so what else uh i mean we'll just quickly say like tax credits child care renters and homeowners restaurants and bars fema disaster relief farmers yep. small businesses vaccinations and health care unemployment insurance state and local aid so trying to prevent layoffs and things like that in those sectors. And then, of course, the checks going to individual homes and everything like that. But what I'm that's, saying is, even if it money. was just the checks, this right. is still going into the pockets of American people who have been just 
drastically affected by this pandemic, by the the natural disasters that have been happening over the past year. Yeah. Did you see that video of the representative who was yelling? He's like, if we were doing tax cuts, you guys would be all for it. Like, yeah, he and was he, losing it. He basically pointed out exactly what I was saying for the past yeah. 20 minutes of this episode. You guys are over here talking about Dr. Seuss. If we were talking about tax cuts, you would have voted by now. He's like, work with us. I just love that, though, because like, they don't so usually great. say that. They don't usually properly call them out on that bullshit. Right. Yes. Right. And, and fucking – Joe Manukin or Mansion, like whatever the fuck. How are you? How are you pronounce that fucking dude's last name? Why do they always have super villain names? Mansion. What the fuck? Joe Mansion. Whatever. However you pronounce his last name, like he's the fucking reason we can't nuke the filibuster and actually get shit done the way right. that we want to get it done because he's one of these old school conservative um, Democrats that's fucking us up he's like it's never gonna happen not gonna do it <sighs> primary's ass want him out yeah anyway anyway well not really done with politics we can talk about british politics Ooh, okay did you watch the oprah interview of I, megan harry i've seen clips i've seen copious amounts of clips I ha- I watched all of it except for the first. I, I missed about the first ten minutes because I didn't realize what time it was. Ah. Because time means nothing anymore. True. Nothing. Woo. Woo. <laughs> this was, and I will say, you've seen clips, but every moment of this was riveting, which is yeah. rare. It was a very great interview. People seem surprised that Oprah <laughs> is such a fantastic journalist. And they I'm forget. Like, You're young. You're all very young. You're forgetting. She started in journalism. She's always been a journalist. She's always been very, very good at her job. Mm-hmm. Very professional. And she asks the hard questions. And she would not have done this interview if she thought it was going to be just a f- fluff piece, a bullshit interview. Right. Oprah don't come out for just anything. Time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Same, exactly. Jinx. Basically same thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, it was, it was, first of all, it was a very raw interview that really did make Meghan Markle look, uh, very human and very good, for lack of a better word. Um, I, I think it made Prince Harry look really good as well. I think, it it showed that he cares more about protecting his his family and his wife yeah. than anything. Um, and Verified wife he, guy, I love it. Right, right, but not just that. That the trauma of his mother losing his mother the way that he did at a young age, see like truly changed him as a person and made him a more caring and compassionate person. I think you can see that in his actions and in his words and the way he carries himself. That doesn't mean he's perfect or anything like that, but like, I just think he seems like a, a good, good human. Um, and I can understand why she, you know, you, you watch this, you can understand why she sacrificed so much. She gave up so much of her life, her career, everything, for for him, mm-hmm. and it seems like they did it because they are genuinely 
truly in love with each other. And that's pretty cool. Like, I feel like a lot of these royals marrying off, it's kind of like, oh, that's the person you're expected to marry. That's the one, like, like, oh, she's from a good family or whatever. Like, I, that seems to be the story. I think that's why people liked Diana, because she, even though she was from, like, a good family and everything like that, she kind of seemed like the unexpected choice. Well, I'll tell you. Um, I hear what you're saying, and I, I can totally get why I, I can totally get that vibe from it as well. Um, from them, I feel like this humanized them most of yes. all. I feel like you know we're just so used to the to the royals being on that self-imposed pedestal that the one thing they weren't ready for was uh, these two actually having a conversation. Like people yeah. <laughs> with Oprah, not to be like, oh, you have to call me your majesty and, you know, you have to treat me with oh. a certain level of respect. You know, I am impressed with how normal these two have, 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 have become, you know, yeah. <laughs> and- living the lives they live. Obviously, them working with each other them them humbling themselves and, and doing work with with uh you know communities and just seeing how important it is to stay grounded that that is a blessing it's 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 yeah. a lot you know and i it, it looks like it is it is it is really like good for them to, to yeah to keep that grounding you know yeah i so i totally agree on the humanizing part i also think it, it's just fascinating when we talk about so one one thing that I thought was really great was that majority of this, I mean, I want to say it was like 40 minutes of the 60 minutes was just Meghan Markle and Oprah. And Harry came in at the end. Yeah, I thought that was incredibly important because it was what she was going through and it was very much focusing on sit down and hear the experience of a black woman. Right. Being interviewed by another black woman. Like that I I think feels like a watershed moment. Feels like a I don't want to say I don't want to say pop culture because it almost seems like it could be like not elevating the possible historical moment. Like this is this is a bit either way, like it's a very big moment. I thought that was incredibly important that he did not come in until the end of it. And he kind of just like followed up with the things that she was saying and gave a little bit of his perspective, but was also saying like, oh, yeah, I didn't understand this. I didn't understand how racism was so deeply embedded. Mm. Um, what's fascinating is that. They had an opportunity to be like, colonialism is a thing of the past, even though it gave us all of these things. And we're living in all of this because of colonialism. Uh, they, They had an opportunity to be like, look, we have a black royal now. We have a prince who is mixed race. We and then, you know, now she's she did. They down announced that they're having a daughter. We have a princess who's mixed race. 
I mean, and and Megan and Harry clearly stated in this, they wanted to just fulfill those roles, do that for the rest of their lives. They were perfectly happy doing that, which would be like doing charitable work. I don't know what the fuck all royals do. <laughs> I'm not English, but like, you know, they were they were fine doing that. But the racism involved in this family and they seem to state that the queen was not really that racist but some of the family members that he they would not name who my guess is it's it's uh what's his name philip so the queen's husband yeah my guess is it was philip and charles that were being the fucking assholes that were asking how dark will the baby be holy shit what a i mean what a thing to say Good Lord. Yeah. I I don't I don't know how the fuck you deal with that. I could feel the discomfort that Harry had just when that was being brought up again. And also, just for a second, the fact that he. (laughs) If that was my wife. And someone asked that about my kid, something along those lines about my kid. I would not be fucking protecting them and not naming them. That is a much more honorable person than I am. (laughs) Let's just state that for the record. I think by not by him saying he said in the interview, like, I'm not going to name them. That would be detrimental to them. Basically. He, he did not name them outright. No, but I think, um, a lot of these decisions were made, um, as a couple, they probably sat down and talked about like what they were willing to do, what they were, gonna hold back on you know which is what they should do considering it is still their family like that was the smart move i'm not saying that was megan markle wrong i actually think that was incredibly classy of them yeah like holy shit that's way more class than i think i could manage to have in this situation megan markle being a celebrity in her own right for so long Mm -hmm. is 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 a great benefit to them because she's she's trained on interviews and what to say what not to say what's a hold back on to a degree bit. but she did state in this interview that it was way more than she expected and they did not train her the way that they should have basically oh, absolutely i mean you get thrown into look everybody's got not everybody a lot of people have in-laws that they don't get along with okay yeah but, i don't have in-laws yet but i assume that they will be my mortal enemies but what i'm saying yeah. people have in-laws they don't get along with um this is like the worst case scenario. This is like the, that situation to the 10th degree. Yeah, I would say Holy if your shit. in-laws are going, how dark will your babies be? It's a little bit of the worst case scenario. Not only that, but you're, you're, you're being given these, you know, uh, racial undertones and overtones just flat out right in your face racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to like the snide looks and the size and the shuffling and all that bullshit. And then you have the entire media in the UK commenting on every single step you take, every move you make, every fucking police song. Um, oh my god! Yeah, but you I, ha- I just don't. I don't understand why they didn't defend her. It, like I okay, when they were dating, I kind of get it. Maybe they wanted to see what she was made of. Maybe they wanted to test her. They Maybe who, they wanted the family? to see. Yes. Uh. Okay. Let me. Let me. Let me just explain my full thinking here 
He brings home this girl. They're like, okay, she's an actress. She's American. She's not who we would want Harry to 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 wed or whatever. Okay. They're dating. So they she goes, hey, I want to be a part of this family. I want to be involved in all this. They kind of go, all right, whatever. We'll see. We'll see if it sticks. They don't defend her in the media the way that they probably should have just because she's associated with the family. They go, eh, okay, let's see. I don't understand. After they get married, why don't you just embrace her then? She is in the family. Like, And the <clears throat> the really shocking thing to me was that they've essentially disowned Harry. Like, yeah. Because he doesn't have his security detail anymore. Well, I mean, take it down to brass tacks. Don't even think about it like the royal family. Think about it like any American family where a white son brings home a black girl, is told that if you marry this girl, I'm going to disown you. The guy goes I ahead and marries the girl anyway, and then they disown him. I mean, this is unfortunately I have that in my family. That right. happened in in my family. So unfortunately, Not, it's in the more extended family that I don't know, but that has happened in my family. But my point is, yeah. unfortunately, this happens. Yeah, it's it common. Does. So it's not that far fetched to think that. Not only do you have the xenophobia, you have the racism and you have the, the, the pride aspect of it from the royal family going against the grain. Yeah. Okay. It sucks. I and guess, it's unprecedented. I, I, look, I'm not shocked by it happening. I'm, I'm shocked at how outright it was. I guess yeah. that's the part that I'm like, and I'm shocked at the idea of not protecting him, not leaving. You know, uh, like she was saying in the interview, they didn't make the son a prince. And they so they've basically disowned this child and not giving Harry the security, even yeah. just him. Like, let's say that they weren't protecting the child. Um, They were uh, Archie. Sorry, I forgot his name for a second. They were not protecting Archie at the time, which, by the way, such a cute name. So cute. That little boy was freaking adorable. How can you not love that kid? How, like, they, okay, let's say you don't protect her. You don't protect the kid for some stupid fucking reason. You don't even protect your own child, like like your own grandchild. Like this, Harry is your kid. He's your blood. Like, you, you pull the security detail for him, too? What Listen, the fuck? I'm glad that you don't understand this hate. Because hate isn't normal. It shouldn't be normal. And them doing this is abnormal. Well, uh, I I mean, I will say that, that that's definitely... I mean, that's definitely like... In, in, when Harry was talking about in the interview, when he was talking about, I didn't, I didn't understand this. You know, like, I didn't fully understand the racism. I didn't fully understand this colonialism. I didn't fully understand this stuff. I was sitting there going, like... And I know a lot of people, especially on Twitter, were like, how could you not? And I'm like, it, sheltered. You, you live it, a sheltered it, no life. No one talks about it. No one, no talks, one talks about, about it. it. White people do not want to talk about this shit. No. I'm telling you, I, you know, like this is I've, I've sat at family dinners. And if you bring this stuff up, people leave the room. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to deal with it. He's lived a sheltered life. Taboo. And he's got a he's got a schedule appointments to go and talk to his own grandmother. You know, right. so 
yeah, it's not like it's a normal situation. I'm not excusing away the obliviousness. And I mean, oh, no, you know, no, I'm just not either. generationally, you would hope that would decrease year over year. Um, but here we are. And I'm glad that he gets it a little bit now. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've been taking um, a class that's specifically talking about race in North America mm-hmm. um, and race in American culture. And it was it was basically like one of the things that it unlocked for me was this idea of the systems create racism, not we create these systems because we are racist, like racism originates from these systems. So like racism is not a thing that we had before, really in the same sense before colonialism Mm. and Slavery creates racism because it devalues human life and slavery then becomes a thing that is like so um, essential to the people of that time for economics, for them to keep their heads above water. So it creates racial prejudice. Literally, all of these racist ideas are created so that we can keep Race, or uh, not race, I'm sorry, not keep racism. Racist ideas are created so that we can keep slavery. Like, right. it's used to justify keeping this so that they can have economic gains, so that they can prosper in America and everything like that. So, and then it turns into the, the legal system, it turns into Jim Crow, it turns into all of this stuff. And it, it sounds horrible, like it, it is horrible. But what's interesting is when you read about it, when you sit down and you read about these things, you go, Oh, you actually can solve racism in the sense of like, this is not something that I think, I don't know about you, but I grew up thinking like, there are just people who are racist and like, we have to get rid of the racist people and then the problem will be solved. Like, that's a stupid, stupid idea that so many people have, especially white people. What they don't realize is that the only way that we're ever going to really deal with racism is to break down the systems that perpetuate racism and that keep it going generation after generation, which for us right now would be our our prison system, our laws, you know, all of these things that are not dealing with race. Like we're not confronting it as a culture on any level. And so we continue the cycle of racism. So, like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, God, they had this fucking opportunity. Like, they truly had an opportunity to make a difference, and they didn't want to do it Mm. because their system is their system. It's their tradition. It's their thing. And because they cling to this tradition so hard, they continue the cycle of racism. Now, listen. They keep creating it. I understand what you're saying. There is a sentiment um that is said in a lot of communities that hopefully things will be better once all the racists die off you know not saying we need to take them down we need to kill them just saying like racism is an old fashioned idea yeah so all these prejudices all these biases that these people have against us it's just generational uh it is it is yeah. antiquated and when these people die hopefully those ideas go with them but now we know that's not the, that is far from the truth you know you it's a it's a it's a sugar-coated idea because if it were if it were that simple it's like okay there's a countdown clock now 
you know. It would have been gone already too. Well, <laughs> like I mean, we still we got some people on some Smucker's jars spinning around on the Today Show, still in their nineties <laughs> and hundreds. But that's true. You but know there I mean? are some people who were like very much alive during Jim Crow. <laughs> very much alive, fueled by uh, racism. That, was not that long ago. They were the ones like you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. going to school like. <laughs> you <laughs> like, know. Fucking, they still remember what it's like to have segregated fountains and stuff like that. And they may have liked it that way. But you know what? They can't really affect change right now. It's, it's not even the old racists in this country that are, are, are the ones to be concerned about. It's, it's the children they've raised. It's the, the ideas that they're putting in their heads, just the, the, the fundamental truths that they think are the truth. You know, it's 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 Which not is, just going to go. Away. We're living in a post-racial world. They they think we're in a post-racial world. Racism doesn't exist. It's an excuse. And then at the same time, they're going throw throw all these black people in jail for marijuana. It, <laughs> like it went from like, fuck like like night and day, like just <laughs> just overnight, I should say. It went from well, yeah, of course, you know, they are inferior to us. To oh, that was two hundred years ago. Get over it. Just overnight. Yeah. Like, where yeah. was the... One second, you're going like, hey, look at these different skull shapes. And then you're going, okay, now get over it. That was yesterday. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's, inf- it's infuriating. Do you think the queen believes that? I think I, she does. Of course she does. I think she she's does. going, I don't like the skull shape. Something like that. But Charles doesn't look very smart. Listen. Maybe I should hold out until he dies and... And give it to William, I guess. She's she's got His a copy. She got a copy of Phrenology. Not even yeah. the not not the Roots CD, not the Roots album. No, the actual not book right. sitting on the shelf. Um, it, it's the Roots album. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> One of the great things is about her. She don't talk that much because you can only imagine the shit that she, that would come out of her mouth about black people, about different races, anything. Just I'm glad she doesn't have a podcast. Oh my god, I would totally listen to that. I would. Not because I'd like to hear what she says, but I just you know it's just batshit. It's it's absolutely insane. I mean, oh, can you imagine? So then there's there's the other side of the coin too. There's the right. the media that is diehard Almost more than here, almost more than here with the whole like Trump for life people, the diehard people that will defend the crown that are proud to be <laughs> under her rule, you know, uh, and will say, yeah. oh, well, you can't like, like, I'm not even going to mention I will say name, that, but I think I'm not completely sure about this, but I want to say that it's kind of like how it is with Trump here, where it's not the majority of people like there, there is, there is a, a, a section of people who believe in this shit, but then there's a whole bunch of other people who go, eh, fuck that, fuck I them. Mean, I understand respecting your legacy and shit like that. I understand, you know, this is tradition. This is how things have always been. Again, with that phrase, I get that. But when somebody is telling you that I am being disregarded, I am being tossed aside, mm-hmm. I am being shut off. From, from what's rightfully mine because of the color of my skin, because of my child, 
because of the color I'm, of my child's skin. He's saying I am suicidal. Yes. Because of this. I, and, I mean, good Lord. And what you the dismiss fuck? that because some, you're saying, oh, well, you, you know, I'm trying to stick up for my, my queen and country. They fucking did it with Diana, too. Exactly. And it's been this long and they still haven't learned that lesson. They still. Look, it's I was sad. never I was never really a conspiracy person, but they fucking killed Diana, didn't they? I don't know, man. All I know is I, that they, they I kind of think they did now. And I'm glad that Harry got his wife out of there because I'm like, I don't trust this shit. I don't trust it. They disrespected her. Protect they disrespected her, her children, her legacy. Protect Archie and Megan at all costs and future baby, which I hope I hope is named Diana. Oh, that'd be Come sweet. On. That would be sweet. Yeah. Name that baby Diana. That's I mean, name. what do they got to lose at this point? You know? Nothing. Nothing. Name, name that baby after your mama. There you go. Fuck it. <laughs> Just go ahead, man. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I never thought something like this would happen in our lifetime. I thought, like, you know, the British Empire would continue and they'd all be on the same page until the end of time. And I didn't think that, that this was that big of I didn't realize she was being bullied on this level until like I kind of started to hear because I don't follow the royal stuff. Yeah. Me so neither. I started to hear the peripheral like, oh, they're leaving. Oh, they're in Canada now. Oh, they're in the US. I get I'm like, I don't I thought that was kind of weird, but I did not realize she was being bullied and harassed and everything on this level. And I didn't know. It's run like such a business, too, because when I started putting out sure. statements you know, about it. They were just like, oh, well, you know, the royal family and, uh, you know, they've, they've decided to part ways and they've decided to go in yeah. another direction. Like, wow, this is, this is your kin and you're putting out press releases about. <laughs> this seems to be a very weird part that they were trying to explain, but there's like, there's the family and then there's the institution is what they were, what, uh, Meghan Markle was explaining. Okay. And that the institution seemed to be the big problem, not necessarily the family, although the family was not innocent. Um, the family clearly has issues, although they, they seem to be speaking kindly of the queen. Okay. Um, I don't know if that was kind of to protect themselves. I think so. Which, if if so, good. Protect yourself. Seriously, just just do it. Yeah. Um. But you know, I, I they they seem to be okay with them. They didn't really talk highly about anyone else, though. It doesn't benefit them in any way to badmouth the queen because everybody knows that the queen is just kind of a figurehead. Not even kind of. She is a figurehead. She's basically checked out yeah. at this point, and she's just enjoying a, a working retirement. So saying right. anything negative about her isn't going to do anything except make them look petty. You know, whether right. it's whether it's true or not, it's only going to make them look petty. So right. they probably just decided, look, let's just keep it to the people that that can really be affected by this and keep on moving. I feel like at this point, if they were smart, if they wanted to keep things together. This is I mean, this is this is wild, but I would place because, look, Charles is already a fuck up, right? Like. With what happened with he had his affair, with with everything that happened. He's next in line. Yeah. If I were the queen, I'd be like, all right, motherfuckers, like <laughs> I'm fixing I'm fixing this before I go <laughs> so that we can keep the monarchy. Yeah. And what I would do, which is this is wild, but whatever, this is some Game of Thrones bullshit. Um, I would say I'm going to step down. Charles is going to abdicate his throne. 
William is going to take over. William, you are going to fix shit with Harry. <laughs> You're going to make that child a prince. You're going to make that girl a princess. You're going to give them the protection that they need. Welcome them back into the family. Have them serve the family and the British Empire and make the like basically scratch the back of the media so that they fucking stop. And let's try to fix some of this and rid ourselves of some of this colonialism. This is the logical stuff to me that would keep this bullshit line going. Like, realistically, if they do these things, they're probably going to get at least another hundred years out of it. Like, like, <laughs> like they're going to get a, like a nice long reign, you know, going. And then, it, like, she'll be dead. Fuck it. Like, she's just like, okay, I'm taking care of you on my way out. Here's the throne. Here's the setup. You're fine. Whatever. But they can't do it. Like, I, I, they, you know, it sounds like they're too scared to make big changes like that. So now what's going to happen? Who fucking knows? Who knows? I think bringing them back into the fold would go a long way. You know, I think it s- would show it would be a very strong showing. It would be. <sighs> but I, I don't I mean, how are they going to do it? Unless they they really what they would really have to do would be to pass the throne on. I think they would have to try to present it as Williams taking over and Williams fixing things now, mm-hmm. <laughs> like which is a, which is a stupid narrative. I think he's probably one of the assholes behind all this too. It sounds like he's an asshole as well. But like I, I don't know how else you write the story like to make it look good. They they look like shit. And I don't know how they're going to fix this PR-wise. Right. It's, it's other the, than, like, drastic changes. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't understand why the kid's not a prince. It, it, look, seriously, if someone in the UK, if one of our UK listeners can explain to me properly, why the fuck is he not a prince? Why the fuck is Archie not a prince? Why is their daughter not a princess? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't yeah. understand. I would also like someone to explain to me, like, why why it's almost a hero worship for the royal family. You know, I I would prefer somebody yeah. from the UK explain it. It doesn't necessarily have to be. But just the waking up at, like, 5 a.m. to watch the weddings and, and stuff like that uh, that people do on, on this side of the pond and everything, it fascinates me because I just – I have no point of reference. Oh, so you want to hear from Americans as well who are fascinated with the royal family. That's the thing. Like I don't understand the obsession you know, from, from the I Americans. I think Diana, a lot of it was fashion too. Okay. You have to keep in mind like fashion is a really big part of this. It seems like it's the same energy as like the soap opera uh you know fans you know it, it just it feels mm-hmm. like it's like i just need to see it i need to be part of this moment but you're not you're just watching tv and they don't right. know who you are but i don't know man i don't want to yuck anybody's yum it just feels it's it's something that i have no point of reference to and i'd like to understand it a little bit more i mean you do like wrestling though but that's not okay <laughs> no 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 i mean like i'm not i'm not denouncing wrestling i'm saying like it's a lot of showmanship it's a lot of like drama because you were saying like the soap opera element that's yeah. the only thing i could think to like compare them but i'm with you like it is a i mean a more appropriate like 
comparison would be soap operas, soap operas and wrestling. Like when you get into the royal family, it's not scripted. It's not. It's just. I mean, I don't really get reality shows either. We've talked about this a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. Like I, I would love to hear what people like. Like you know, is it the fashion? Is it the possible drama inside of it. What is it that's drawing you to this? Whether you're American, British, whatever, or like people, you know, that are super into it. Why, why are they super into it? Right. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. So let's, let's get to something a little lighter. Um, we've been talking about, uh, the past few episodes, the Powerpuff girls show, uh, that's coming to the CW where they're, they're going to cast a live action, uh, Powerpuff Girls trio. And surprisingly, um, they have already found their leads. And these, these choices may shock you. I do not know who these people are. I feel bad about that. I guarantee <laughs> Should you, I know? you know one of them. You know Chloe Bennett because Chloe Bennett played Daisy on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I know who she is. Yeah, she's the, the strawberry blonde one here in the picture we're going to share with everybody. Uh, yeah. So she's going to be Blossom, the leader of the trio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bubbles is going to be played by Dove Cameron. Dove Cameron was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She played a character that was a, uh, a villain to the team later on in the show, whose name escapes me right now. But yeah, they, they kind of, uh, cast on that same pool there a little bit. And of course, uh, rounding out the trio, Buttercup will be played by Yana Peralt, whose name and face I don't recognize. Uh, but, it should be an interesting show to say the least. I don't know how close they're going to play it to the source material. Uh, the fact that they're casting them, uh, they've already said in the, in the show synopsis, they're going to be, uh, more adult, you know, they're going to be, uh, yeah, they're little, going to be in their twenties. Yeah. Uh, and like past those, that crime, like they're going to be like, ugh, crime fighting was this terrible thing that we went through. <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> but it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Like we've already seen Chloe Bennett, play a reluctant superhero type character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I need to see that again from her. Um, I'm, I'm going to watch it out of, out of morbid curiosity, honestly. I, yeah. I got to see what they're going to do to these Powerpuff girls. Are they going to have at least, the, at least the first episode? I, I got to see some of it. Right. Right. Um, oh, they're going to be wearing like leather jackets that are the colors. <laughs> they may have on like, all black, but then their tops are going to be the the pink, blue, and, and green. You know. You know, Bubbles is going to have like a blue clip in her hair. Ugh. <laughs> I already hate it. Well, it, it won't be the well. Currently, it's not even the most hated reboot of the Powerpuff Girls. There was a uh, an attempt to bring the cartoon back on Cartoon oh, Network, yeah. and people were not for that at all because it it had the same vibe as Teen Titans Go. Which, uh, cartoon fans like to blame all of the world's troubles on. Even though that show is very clever and well written, they blame it for taking away other cartoons that they were all about, like Young Justice and the Green Lantern, uh, CG show that came on. Yeah. 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 Anyway, this is gonna be weird, but I'm here for it. It is. I, no, I I think it's going to be entertaining. Like, I, at the very least, we're going to get one hilarious episode out of it. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Like, we're going to watch this one thing. We're going to be like, oh, fuck, this is bad. So I think I, that's probably how it's going to go. I wonder, you know, because earlier I was talking about those classic Cartoon Network shows 
of our mm-hmm. of our youth. What if are they going to try to incorporate any other <laughs> Cartoon Network characters in live action? Are we going to see Dexter? Are they going to have to fight a, a, a Johnny Bravo down the line? Did they cross over at all in any of those shows? I don't think they did. Did they? I don't think so. But they were they were all by like the same production team, like. Craig McCracken. God, if they, if they had Johnny Bravo on there, <laughs> I will just walk into the ocean and never return. This is just going to be awful. Awful. Hey, we didn't think they could make Archie Andrews work in Riverdale, but for a good season, maybe half a season, I don't know, it worked. It was an entertaining show. Yeah, they had a couple episodes there. They Man, did it. it was hot. But, uh... <laughs> Powerpuff Girls live action is. I will say I revisited the Riverdale, the first episode of yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll just rewatch this or whatever and like catch up on the seasons I haven't seen. I watched the first episode and I was like, I'm not watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's knowing the mystery that I'm just done with it or what, but I was like, I'm not doing this. It was the morbid curiosity that got me for Riverdale too, because I'm like, how how are they gonna how are they gonna mess this up, man? Um, and yeah, yeah. immediately we were greeted by Archie and his teacher hooking up in the back of a car. Look, that first season was good. It was, but I don't know if I ever care to watch it again. No, I'm good. I think the, the, no. the, the moment I, is Actually, passed. I own the first season on DVD. Oh. I got it on like a random Black Friday deal for like five bucks or whatever. I think I have a mug too, like a, <laughs> an actual, I might do a giveaway for, of that just for funds. Okay. For funsies. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's it was good in, in as much as we got to see whatever happened to the kid from Big Daddy or one of the kids from Big Daddy because they are twins. One half of the Big Daddy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude had Lily Reinhardt had Betty lost her. How do you do that? Mm. How do you have a woman like that and then not have her? How do you go on with your life? I just die. I would just, once again, walk into the ocean and never return. <laughs> just oh, like, man. perfect. How do you, I don't get it. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But, I don't yeah. And it was, it was Luke, it was Luke Perry's uh, last work. So. That's true. Yeah. He was good on that show. Yeah. God damn. I forgot about him passing away. Yeah. Rough. You know, his son, his son is a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jack Perry. Yeah, Jungle like, Boy. Still working. Yeah, he's he's good too. Like he's not just like riding off the name. He's actually really good at what he does. Good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. His dad used to come see him back when he was on the indie scene. Yeah. He comes across that way, man. He comes like or he came across that way. Luke Perry seemed like the kind of guy who was like really happy to be a dad and like love the shit out of his kid and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Man, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to like be making this cherry, and here we are. Um, you know, guys, you can't have a cherry all the time. Yeah. Sometimes. we got to talk about sad stuff. Speaking of sad stuff. Yeah, talk about it. This coming Monday, last episode of DuckTales. I'm very sad for you in this. <laughs> I have no emotional <laughs> investment or anything. You've yeah. told me to watch this for several years. I still haven't. I'm a bad friend. It's okay. I'm aware of this. Then again, I've been trying to tell you to watch certain things for years, and you haven't fucking listened to me. That's so true. You're not we're alone. We're very matched on that. You're not. You're not unique in that in that way because Archie, my buddy Archie, we've been talking about a lot of Archies this episode. He's yeah. been trying to get me to watch Cloak and Dagger. For the longest time, he swears by it. It's like, man, this is a really good show. You'll really enjoy it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, you know, I think that's a thing in friendship. You're always going to have something that you want your friend to be involved with because you love it. Mm-hmm. And they're just not going to do it. And you guys, you it's you mutually accept that it's never going to happen, but you keep trying for some reason. <laughs> you just keep trying. Yep. I, that's the weird part. That's the really weird part to me is that I'm like, I'm still going to try to sell you on Letterkenny? Why? I don't know. I don't know, but I'll still fucking do it. And you'll still be like, hey, you know what, Lex? You really got to watch this show over here or whatever, whatever that – I don't remember. Uh Tales. <laughs> No, no, not DuckTales. Okay. It's the, like Closer Together or something like that. Some oh, close, show. close Enough on HBO Max in its second season? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, whatever. Like, that was the random show that I th- thought I had the name of, but actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is just a weird thing, but I'm very sad for you. And <laughs> yeah. people who, who love DuckTales, like this new version of DuckTales has been very successful in the yes. sense of, like, a lot of people really love it. You know, it is it is critically acclaimed. The problem is is that uh, people aren't watching it. I don't know, man. Like they they haven't come out with a clear explanation in the traditional Disney fashion. They haven't come out with a with a clear explanation as to why the show is being canceled. Um, I can tell you from firsthand experience, there has been almost zero merch for this show available. So even from Jump. They didn't put out the T-shirts. They didn't put out the underoos. No uh, baseball caps. No action figures. Hardly. Oh, I know this because I tried to buy you. I tried to find you action figures for Christmas, and I I was like, what the fuck? Why aren't there any Ducktales action figures or anything like that? Damn. You know what? Cancel really Disney Plus. Fuck it. Cancel Disney Plus. They're out. I'm out. Cancel. No, we we still. I think we still have like two years, Matt. Oh shit. Okay. We're on. We're right. in it. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it to win we it. paid for it. Okay. We already paid for it. So the good news is that even though the show is wrapping up, the voice cast they have they have formed such a close bond, a kinship with one another, uh, throughout uh, recording the show that they're going to reprise their roles for a podcast um, that is going to be called This Duckburg Life. It's a spin. It's a it's a it's a, a send up of This American Life. <laughs> so. The majority of the voice cast is back. So to remind folks who we got, these aren't just anybody here. We got Ben Schwartz, you know, yeah. as Dewey, uh, David Tennant as Scrooge, Bobby Moynihan as Louie, Kate Micucci as Webby, Beck Bennett from SNL as Launchpad, uh, just a, a, a myriad of wonderful voice actors. The only one that's missing, that's going to be missing from this podcast, which is going for seven episodes and then is going away as well, uh, oh. is, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He played, um, uh, Gizmo Duck on the new version. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a Why busy he man. It, oh, okay. He's just a busy guy, understandably, you know, always working, writing the musicals as you do. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that feature film, his first director, his directorial debut. Is yeah. going to be coming out, I think, this summer on HBO Max and everything. So I'm sure he's busy with like product post production of that. Right. So unfortunately, Danny Pudi will not be able to say, "Larry, I'm on Ducktales" any longer. Well, yeah, because Larry's dead. But... Also that. <laughs> also that. <laughs> I want Ducktales, Larry. 
Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that they found this, this bond with one another while they, uh, while they were doing this show. It's unfortunate that we won't see how everything works out the way they intend it, but whatever. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll revive it. It's possible. I, I don't know, like, what it would take for Disney to be like, oh yeah, hey, we fucked up. We're going to bring this back again in this iteration. Because what, what is not talked about a lot is the fact that, yeah, okay, DuckTales centers around Scrooge and to an extent, uh, Donald, because Donald was actually on this version of DuckTales a lot more than the original. But while that was going on, in Brazil, Disney had a, uh, a reboot of the Three Caballeros. It was a full season of this show, starring Donald, traditionally animated, it was him and the other two birds, uh, whose names escape me right now, and then I know I'm gonna get yeah. charged some nerd points for that. Um, yeah, but it was a, it was a great show. It was uh-huh. well done. We never saw it in the US until Disney Plus bought it over. But by that time, it had already been cancelled. And the, the first season left it open ended for many more adventures to come. And they're just not gonna happen. <sighs> that I don't, sucks. I don't get what they're doing over there but you know it's disney they're making money who knows i mean it's got to be the cost to make it right why else would you not just keep producing these but i don't see why you bring on like big names like david Tennant, you know and then just go all right that's that's done three years we got him we're done that might be the thing that that kills it though at the same time oh yeah he's a he's a prima donna he wanted tons of cash he was like you know what no more Scrooge for you no i don't think it's that i think it's just his even his base price would be might be a little bit more than they're willing to pay and they're i mean look they're charging fucking 30 dollars or whatever for that one movie to rent they're being stingy as hell about this stuff it doesn't surprise me that they're canceling shows for no fucking reason. That's true. Yeah. Traditional Disney. Anyway. Yeah. The mouse we'll, is corrupt. We'll see him again. Um, I don't know. But where... if you want to buy a podcast, guys, that's fine. <laughs> you want to do it? Yeah. Disney? Yeah. We're yeah. fucking wholesome. There buy you us. Go. You bought those Jonas Brothers for like three years. You can buy us. Come on. Yeah. We are what well, you know what we are the price of about one Jonas brother. <laughs> which Jonas? I'd say that's our worth. <laughs> it depends. Um, which, which Jonas? You know, let's go. <sighs> Listen, look, we got to be honest here. We're not Nick. No. I'd love for us to be Nick. No. We're not. We're not on his level. But you know, we're not quite a Kevin either. We're Joe. I think we're Joe Jonas. I think we're that middle ground, guys. I think we got Dan- Dance by the Ocean or whatever. I think we got that one other hit. <laughs> I think we're a solid, solid middle ground. Good vocals. You know? Got that falsetto. Got that falsetto on lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're cute. We got random tattoos. Wait. We're, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> we have random so, tattoos, meaning I have both of them. <laughs> yeah. We, Random. to assume I haven't gotten many tattoos in quarantine. That's true. You might have been gel tatted up in the lap between now and the last time I saw you. I don't know, Just man. Covered head to toe. <laughs> and tattoos. Just covered. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's that's the big DuckTales news. Um, you watched Coming to America. I did. It was pretty good. 
I agree. I I can't really. I was joking with you before. Like, there's nothing bad I can say about it besides the fact that it was on uh, Amazon Prime. That's it. I do feel like some maybe that was the thing. Something was missing. I don't know what. Yeah. Let's be the natural sequel issue. Like, how do you? You can't. You can never truly go back. They seemed aware of that. Thirty years you later, know? no. Mm-mm. But they did their best. I mean, the costumes. Got to give them credit for that alone. The Jeez. costumes were great. The vibe was great. I enjoyed yeah. the the modernization of uh, representing uh, Black and African culture. I thought that was really cool. Uh, it was very, very self-referential at some parts. Um, even talking about how dumb it'd be to bring back a movie for a sequel so long after yeah. the fact. That was yeah. kind of cool. Um, they cameoed every possible surviving cast member from that first movie. Yep. If you're alive and you didn't get the call from Eddie to be in coming to America, you fucked up. You did something. Yeah, you're dead to him, I guess. Because, <laughs> I mean, they they even bought back Louis Anderson. Like, come on. <laughs> I know. I felt really bad because I was like, holy shit, he's still alive? <laughs> I definitely I, had that moment. It was bad timing because there were, there were um, of course, interviews surrounding the release of the sequel. And one of the things that came out was the fact that the studio was insistent that they – cast a white actor in some role in the film and eddie was Holy like oh, shit okay well who do i know this funny and he goes louis you know and while that is endearing to say okay he he was forced into this corner and he made the best of it he cast his friend louis anderson that sounds great but the way the headlines were put out there it told a completely different story. It was like studio forces Eddie Murphy to put white actor in his movie and then just show a yeah. picture of Louie without any context. And it's like, Louis. well, fuck Louie Anderson then. And then he shows up in a sequel. <laughs> wow. Like, damn. I did not know this. Right, right. That's so, great. Yeah. But it was cool to see him again knowing the context, you know. <laughs> um, Eddie Murphy was on Mark Maron's podcast. Oh, yeah. That was really nice. To hear him talking about why he came back, what his goal was of coming back to do Dolomite. He, he said he had a plan. He was going to do Dolomite. He was going to do SNL. He was going to do Coming to America, too. And then he was going to go on tour, which was postponed because of the coronavirus. But he still wants to do the tour. Right. He's still planning on doing this tour. And if he wants to do some more things, he will or whatever. But it was just really it was just a really interesting conversation that I enjoyed. Um, and felt really cool to listen to after watching the movie. Oh, that's cool. So I gotta, I'd recommend that. Yeah, I got to check out that episode. I, I love it when Marin has on a good guest that he can really sink his teeth into, you know? Yeah, and Eddie Murphy seemed very open to talking about most things, you know? He didn't seem very reserved. <laughs> that's good. The we were, um, you and I were sharing links back and forth earlier this week of, like, just different stuff. And I, I sent you something from Mad TV. I want to say yes. And I there was like the next video in the in the uh, in the playlist. It went to another Mad TV bit, but it was funny because like they were making fun of Eddie Murphy at a time that his career wasn't doing so well, and it was yeah. just like shocking to see like 
or to be reminded anyway, like this is how Hollywood used to perceive Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, one of the he fell really far. He did, and he he had such a long way to fall. That's what gets me. Like, dude was at the top of the stand-up game. Two hit concert movies that went to theaters and people lined up for that shit. And then, of course, you know, he had the Nutty Professor films and everything, Coming to America, Trading Places. You know, his 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 career was just off the charts. That's not even counting the action films like 48 Hours and, and uh, Beverly Hills Cop, all that stuff. Even dipped his toe in the music a little bit semi-successfully. But to see them making fun of him on Mad TV and then just being like, shocked at that reminder like they used to just like give him such a hard time and then to realize like it wasn't just on mad tv like no like you know late night stand late night talk show hosts and everything uh you know would always make fun of him too other other stand-ups it was like he was blacklisted for some reason just for being himself i would like to know how he felt about that like it he talks about it okay on the podcast yeah he does he does he touches on that he touches on that like worried that that was like becoming his legacy and stuff like that yeah it was very interesting i mean honestly like i'm i'm eager i'm eager to hear what he says about it but it shouldn't have been a problem for him because he had a star caliber career even if you just count like the first half and then when he went to go make family movies still light years above anybody working on mad tv at any point of its run yeah, yeah. For his work on SNL and then just a couple of his movies back then alone, he was already a legend, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, that's uh, this is wild to me. I'm with you. It's weird. <laughs> Although I did grow up with Eddie Murphy in the indie bad years for Eddie Murphy. It was about that. It, it, I kind of lived with both of them. I feel like... You know? The whole like sex scandal that he was involved in gave people an excuse to just like punch down at him because they were jealous to yeah. an extent. Just like, who is this dude? Who does he think he is? Oh, now he's doing this type of shit. Okay. Well, now I can really just dig my teeth in and it, it just, it, it felt so mean, you know? Right. And I don't know much about that. You've told me a little bit about it in the past. It sounds like a case of it's none of our fucking business. 100%. I don't think there was any abuse or abuse or anything involved, right? No, not at all. Two consenting okay, adults. Yeah. So then, 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 then none of our business. Like, right. like is is everyone of age? If there's infidelity, like or condone that, but it's also none of my business because it's not my relationship or life. You know. So I'm like, okay, is everyone legal? All right. Is anyone was anyone abused, physically harmed, emotionally harmed, whatever? No. All right. I'm staying the fuck out of it. Like, like I, seriously, I, <laughs> at a certain point, fuck off. The subtext of coming to America as well. I I really enjoyed the fact that it was about blended families. You know. Yeah. Um. Famously, one of the most baller moves that a modern day Eddie Murphy has ever done was he took a a family photo with him, mm-hmm. his children. And all of their mothers, all of them. And, and he I has a lot of kids. He got a lot of kids and he has quite a few babies' moms too. So getting all of these individuals in the same room together is just a testament to just like how, how charismatic. 
that's you. <laughs> Charisma does come with money a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just a testament to just how charismatic Eddie Murphy is as, and, a, know, as an entertainer, as a human being. True, that, but also hopefully it's just a testament to, at least it's what I hope, is that he shows his kids a lot of respect and took care of them and, you know, handled things in that way. That's, yeah. I, I hope that that's why it's not difficult for them to be in the same room together, because even if, like, their relationships ended badly, he always was there for them, you know, whenever the kids needed something or they were in trouble or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I would hope that that's the scenario that it to me, that's the most likely scenario when you can peacefully be in a room <laughs> together. That means that there's some respect there. Right. Hollywood relationships are are foreign to me uh, in a lot of different ways. I but can't imagine. Relationships no. are hard enough as it is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that at one point he was even he was married to Mel B from the Spice Girls and they have a child together. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you. You cross a lot of different paths in Hollywood as you're working with all these wonderful, beautiful people. Um, you know, you play pretend romance on screen. Some people can't separate fiction from reality, and it happens. So, who knows? He actually hasn't been married that many times. That's surprising. Huh. He wasn't married to Melby. Oh, really? I thought he He's was. He's only been married once. They have a child together. Right. It sounds like he was... Uh... Oh, wait. He said, like, symbolic unions and stuff, but it, um, I don't know, I'm just briefly looking at, it's, he has, uh, briefly looking at his Wikipedia page, he has one spouse listed and then three partners listed. Okay. So, I'm guessing that, and, and his spouse was divorced, like, it actually labels as divorce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that that means he's only been legally married once. Interesting. He's just like, yeah. this isn't for me. I'm going to do something else. Which... And he's been with his current spouse since 2012. Okay. So, quite a while. Well, good for him. Again, like you said, yeah. not really our business, but I'm glad he's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's had like some long-term relationships and dating and stuff like that and had kids. But like he's not... He's not like dating or, or I'm sorry, marrying a lot, which I guess is good. Yeah. I don't know. You know. Oh, no, it's none of my fucking business. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I just was quickly like curious. I was like, okay, he's got a lot of kids. How many times has he been married? Because that's usually you go like, oh, shit. There's plenty of other people that have been married way more times. <laughs> Had way more relationships in general. So I kind of so, wanted to talk about Scarlet, which – WandaVision, all that stuff, but I feel like everybody's talking about that. Yeah. Uh, well, we can just kind of say, did did you like the conclusion? I enjoyed it. Without getting into spoilers, because there are some people who still haven't watched it, I'm sure. Absolutely. And folks deserve a chance to go into this blindly. It was a fun ride. It was a good show that entertained me for eight weeks in a row. It was an I, experiment. Yeah. It, it, to me, it was successful. Yeah, I don't know what more I would want from it other than I want to see more Scarlet Witch. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I dug it. I mean, I don't have much to say. I've been watching all the theories. I've been watching the interviews and stuff like that. I know this week, um, in, instead of diving right into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I'm very excited about, as am I. They're not gonna they're not gonna dive right into that. They're gonna give us a a making of for WandaVision, uh, a lot like they give us the making of uh, Mandalorian at the end of the season for that. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I want to watch that. I'm very excited, especially with how intricate the show is and how much detail there was. I want to see more about how it was made. Yeah. So it'd be fun. One of the funny things that uh, came up in, <clears throat> um, of all places, Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, uh, they were interviewing the director uh, who I, I think I shared this with you earlier. The guy who directed yeah. every episode of WandaVision he has been part of sitcoms in, a, in minor roles from the 80s on. He was a child actor. So he's actually been on Growing Pains and Full mm-hmm. House and stuff like that. So, that was cool. Yeah, he's actually been part of this, uh, you know, ecosystem for his entire life. Uh, then he went on, of course, to become a director. He's directed a lot of different stuff, but WandaVision um, is near and dear to him. There was a, a, a reference in uh, one episode where they say kick-ass and you're thinking, oh, they must be making reference to a movie that a certain character was in before. Nope. It was just accident by accident completely. It just happened. Everybody latched onto it like, oh, that's an Easter egg. He's like, no, I just thought kick-ass worked in that. I, <laughs> in that that's line. weird. I wouldn't have even thought of that, honestly. Oh, yeah. All the nerdists and everybody was like, oh, they made reference to this other movie. It's great. Nope. See, this is why sometimes I don't even like watching that stuff, because I'm like, you guys are fucking stupid sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Thing, it's thing. it's entertaining. It's entertaining, but it's all no, just conjecture. It. You know? It's fun. It's fun to do, but at a certain point, you're like, okay, that's reaching. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so let's quickly delve into Wall of Weird then. Wall of Weird. You you good to... Oh, yeah, I'm ready. You sent me (laughs) this Wall of... Well, you sent me a YouTube video of it. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about, which is... (laughs) Guys, have you seen this TikTok series of this woman who felt cold coming through in her apartment? She was like, there's some sort of wind, there's something going on here. And she, like, in the video, she kind of, like, moves her head in a direction, and you see the her hair blowing, like, the flyaways on her hair are blowing. Mm. So there's some, some source of air coming through. So she's, like, checking everywhere, she can't find it. She ends up finding it's the mirror on the bathroom wall. Dun, dun, dun. So she takes the mirror off and there's a hole like straight up. There's nothing behind it except for this like slightly boarded up hole that leads into a whole other apartment. I did my I did my dun 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 too early. Yeah, that's yeah. There it is. I this. First of all, who has an, uh, an apartment in New York that they're not renting out. That That's amazing. <laughs> I know the market has changed since COVID happened, but what? Exactly. That that alone should have been a red flag. Okay, well, no, no, no. The so whole... what she does, 
<laughs> is put on a mask, grab a flashlight and a hammer, and go inside and go into this other apartment. What the, the fuck? On the one hand, she did mask up. On the other hand, she went alone into a an apartment that she doesn't know whether or not it's occupied. Oh, my God. Yes. She, I mean, she's pretty brave. I give her, I give her credit for that. Like, brave? Yes. Uh, kind of stupid, too. Stupid? To yeah. Pretty stupid. She broke every single rule of horror movies. You don't go alone. You don't just take one flashlight. You don't, yeah, all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I thought someone was going to be in there. Yep. I also thought this was going to be, like, fake. Like, it was going to be the end. It was going to be a horror. Someone's going to run out at you. That sort of shit. Right, right. Same. It, it's not. I mean, it <laughs> seems to have actually been real and happened. And you're just kind of whatever. Now I'm curious if she if she has... Anything else on her TikTok? Like, any recent stuff? I'm sure she got a lot more subscribers on there now, a lot more followers, but man. Like, what's funny about it, too, it was so gripping to me. I forgot. How was she posting this if she didn't survive? Obviously, she survived. Because she's yeah, posting Yeah, I wasn't concerned that she wouldn't survive. I just was like, what's going to happen to you? <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. I'm like, what's going to happen to you? And I don't know if that was her roommate or her boyfriend, but the dude was just sitting back I'm gonna there open giggling. TikTok, of course, it's going to start playing something. That's what unfortunate. That's unfortunately what happens with TikTok. I'm looking at her TikTok right now to see if there's anything. The TikTokery of it all. Yeah, she, she was. She had uh, released a part four. Because I okay. saw it on Twitter. I saw somebody post like the first two parts on Twitter. Yeah. And then folks were freaking out, like, "Oh my God, is there another update? We need to know what happened to her." And so I actually yeah. downloaded TikTok to go and look at her profile and like, yes, indeed, there were two more parts and she survived. But yeah, empty apartment, lots of plastic garbage bags in there. It was just a very disturbing scene. If you've seen any horror movie, you just freak out alone in a New York apartment, armed only yeah. with a hammer and a flashlight that barely works. <laughs> Will she make it? It was... It was wild. Um, if you want to go watch these, which I recommend, like they're very, very quick, uh, very quick video. Um, it's Samantha, uh, Samantha Artso. Samantha Artso. Eh, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, like it, it's interesting. I go watch it. There's apparently one more video that I haven't seen. Maybe that's them closing it off. I don't know. Hopefully. I want an explanation as to what what the fuck is this landlord dealing with here? This is weird, man. This is weird. I'd be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I hope she got like a month or two knocked off of her. Yeah, like, no, that's not going to happen. But No way. Never. No, never that. Like, oh, you found the extra room? Well, I'm going to have to charge you more now. Like, <laughs> Pretty sneaky, sis. I don't know. <laughs> that was... Yeah, I don't know what I would do. It was it, that that whole story screamed all of weird, um, but there's not really much to say about it other than we recommend you watch the videos. It's just wild. It was and a she's going through this 
abandoned in the, the the apartment this hidden apartment has a lot of damage it's it's fucked up it's completely dark like it's it, she said it was freezing at the time that she went open. in it had no insulation yeah. it had no windows in some uh in some of the openings as well so right. you know, new york has a rat problem obviously um vermin could have been crawling between her mirror Oh, and the empty God. apartment, and like, oh, how do we keep getting these big old bugs in the house? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's this hole behind the mirror. Yeah. I'm guessing that fourth video or whatever that's on there was probably them closing it off. Yeah. I'm guessing there should have been a medicine cabinet behind there, or the hole was just there for easy access to that See, wiring. I don't know. The- this is the thing that bothers me about because, like, I've listened to my favorite murder enough times and stuff where I'm like, people living in the walls mm. and stuff. Oh. Like, yeah, those those stories really freak me the fuck out. So this doesn't help. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That was wall of weird for the week. <laughs> wall of weird. Yep. Uh, that's about it for us this week, guys. That's about it for us, but I can't express to folks enough. I can't tell you how enjoyable this last week has been. And you may be wondering why, because we're still, we're still very much in lockdown right now. But you know what's made me feel more of a connection to people in the outside world? It's because Lex and I had the brilliant idea with a little bit of nudging, a lot of bit of nudging, uh, from folks. We have opened a patron exclusive Discord and it is so much it, fun. Oh my god, I love it so much. It's you know, bringing me joy. This group chat is bringing me joy for sure. <laughs> and it's I not, love the group chat. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I I love the group chat. We've got we've got the best adventurers on the planet that listen to the show. So obviously, those who support us on Patreon, some great people love talking to you. Um we've got like, a lot I'm I'm not just saying that because, you know, we're promoting our Patreon. Obviously, we would love you guys to be patrons. But, I mean, just that aside, it's just a hilarious group chat. Yeah. It's so good. It really is. It really is. I'm in there. Lex is in there, obviously. D is in there, too. Uh, Bimo is looking at us longingly, wishing we would interact with him more. But besides that, everybody's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're going to start. We're, we're, we got a lot of stuff planned for the Discord uh, we've already got custom emojis on there for you guys to play around yes. with. Having a lot of fun with that. Um, yeah. The two Lex and Matt emojis look like we're trapped in the Discord, so that's kind of morbid. But other than that, yeah, it's all fun. The Bemo emoji is amazing. Though. Oh, yeah, that's adorable. He looks so, yeah. like, you know, sus- suspicious of whatever's yeah. being said above him. Like, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have um, – I'll be posting about it on our socials but we have some cool merch coming in that's going to be patreon exclusive so keep an eye out for that uh yeah so our, our patreon is the best way to support us that's patreon.com slash lex and matt we also just when you're listening to this we will have just posted our second superman episode which will be covering episodes two and three of superman and lois mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and of course you you see the numbers. You, you know where we're at. This is episode 99. It is. Episode 100, y'all. Next one. What do we have in store? I'm just going to have to listen in to find out. 
Né? <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's weird that we've done almost 100 of these. It's wild. It is wild. Amazing. So, yes, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, follow us on the social medias at Lex and Matt. Um, I don't say this enough. I'm Mighty Ink Matt on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, I say all kind of wild shit and talk about wrestling um, and yell at politicians like Seth Rogen does, you know. Yeah, I don't want you to follow me anywhere or acknowledge <laughs> my existence. No, don't never that. really want to deal with you guys. Maybe next week. I Maybe. don't know. We'll Maybe. see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So now I'm uh, the Lex Lutz on Twitter. If you want to follow me on there, you can. Yes. You can do that. <laughs> I will allow it. Yes. Right on. So uh, that is it this week, folks. Thank you for listening. As always, yeah. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Bye.